This is Stan and Carl with A Word Fitly Spoken. This is a privately funded podcast, and yet we need your support, not with money, but with your prayers, that this ministry accomplishes two things. One is that we spread the gospel of Jesus Christ, and second, that this is a platform for Christians to be able to tell their story. Also, please subscribe to our podcast and like us. This makes our podcast much easier for others to find on Stitcher and iTunes and iHeartRadio and anywhere that podcasts are playing. This recording and the material within it is copyrighted and any rebroadcast or use of the material without expressed written consent is strictly prohibited. Hello and welcome to A Word Fitly Spoken with Carl and Stan. We are here to bring you the good news, give some reports from the local mission field, and to fellowship with our brothers and sisters in Christ. So sit back, listen, and enjoy A Word Fitly Spoken. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to A Word Fitly Spoken. We're here at Winds Baptist Church with Brother Bob Davis today. Brother Bob, thank you so much for coming back and spending time with us. We appreciate that. Now, Bob's going to be doing something special for us today. He has been in prison ministries for how long? Over 30. Over 30 years. 30 years. And I've had the pleasure to hear just a small portion of the stories that he has from in his experiences while doing this ministry. And this is Kairos is the ministry that he's been involved with. And he has literally had the opportunity to witness to murderers, to rapists, right. to people who are in prison for life. And he's had the chance of seeing how God has changed their lives even behind bars. These stories are incredible. Let me explain Kairos first. Go for it. Kairos came out of Crisio. Okay. Or Emmaus. Okay. The funny thing is, Pastor Brower visited that prison where it started. Oh, wow. Okay. This guy's in it. It's down in uh, South Florida. All right. Started in 1977. Eight guys went on a Crisio or Emmaus weekend and wanted to bring it into prison. Okay. We are now in 34 states. Nine foreign countries, I think. We've done one in Belfast, Northern Ireland. Wow. We actually had a Catholic priest pray with a Protestant prisoner. Oh, wow. Uh, probably the best one. We go after the hard cases. Mm-hmm. We want the gang members. Right. We don't want the church members. Understood. Uh, we want to do one in Wilds Ridge. Wallace Ridge in southwest Virginia, in the mountains. It's a level four out of a level five prison. Right. Level five being the worst. Yeah, I've actually been out there, that prison. Well, there's also a wall in, I mean, Red, Red Onion is a yeah. five. Yeah. And they wanted to do one there, and the reason it was that the warden in Nottaway, who I knew, yeah. went out there, and he watched Kairos change his prison. Hmm. And so that was a big deal to, to go out there. Well, sure. Change his prison. Explain that just a little bit. People easy to get along with. Mm-hmm. He had this one guy at night away they called Dog. And he was on one of my weekends down. 
He was hilarious, really. <laughs> but he gave everybody a hard time. He didn't discriminate. Warned anybody. Mm-hmm. And after that weekend, the warden said, I can actually have a conversation with him. Wow. You softened him a bit. God did it. We, well, of we course. Did. There's yeah. 42 of those guys, yeah. and there was 25 or 38 of us, 29 or 30 of us, yeah. meeting in a library. <laughs> and it worked. That's amazing. That's amazing. So anyhow, I wasn't a party to that. But the sergeant was a Christian. And they were, he and the Pepper Ford went over the list. Sergeant went and asked everybody. They said no. Sergeant came back and told him, he said, Sergeant, Warden, we forgot something. He said, we forget. We didn't pray over these names. Mm, that's a big one. They prayed over the names. They went back and everybody said yes. Same people. <laughs> that's incredible. And they beat me where they were meeting. One of the Kairos team members asked the residents, that's what we call them, tell the Sergeant what you told me. He said, tomorrow I'm going to accept Christ. Wow. So I said, no. We'll do that right now. That's wonderful. <laughs> I love it. So I went to Christ, and the next day, there was a catwalk around that room. Yeah. And a guard with a shotgun. Yeah. Never let it down. Yeah. We playing praise music, and he looked down, and every rest of them was standing in the chair. And raised praising Jesus. Wow. The uh, team members looked up and the gun was down and his hands were raised. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's amazing. And I remember my wife's first comment. She came to a closing, the first one. And on her way home, she said, I was just hunter and murderers and rapists and chamelas. I said, That's right, you were. She said, I felt nothing but love. Yeah, it's amazing. That is amazing, and it's it's just goes to show you that no matter what we've done in our lives, no matter how far away we move ourselves away from God, there's still a path back, and it begins by making that first step. But it also requires people who have already accepted Christ as their Savior. To not be satisfied with just that, but wanting to actually go out and do as God has commanded and to tell the world, whoever these people are, about the love of Jesus Christ. Because it will work miracles in people's lives. The reason it works, we go back every month. Yeah. Where they run the program to support them. Mm -hmm. And we never ask what they've done. Right. How long time they got? We just treat them as human beings. Right. A little respect. And, and the state of Virginia has said that we are a great part of them having the fourth lowest recidivism rate in the United States. Really? That's that's just remarkable. Tell me about Coach. Well, Coach, I had a double life. He was at Spring Street. The old, old prison was... Uh, built in the 1890s. Oh, wow. And the prisoners ran the facility. Uh. Somebody had written a phone number up on the wall, and he called for not various reasons, mm-hmm. a good re- 
reasons. He talked to a lady, and he finally talked her to come and visit. She came with another lady. A very platonic visit, and he kept calling back, and finally the lady said, you need to talk to my husband, which he did. And her and her husband came over and gave him a Bible. They carried it for 20 years. Wow. Never opened it. Never opened it? No. He was in charge of the uh, sound system at Cairo's number five in Nottaway Correctional. He was always in charge of that, so he's always there. As he said, Bob Davis tried to intimidate me, but he couldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> you have to understand, Coach sparred with any shavers. Really? Yes. Boxing? Yes. Wow. He was a championship boxer. Wow. And he kept the kids with him to protect them. And he came on a guy rose weekend finally. He got saved. He now preaches at that same Bible. Really? The one that he carried around all those years? He and I communicated. He made parole here and went to Connecticut and we gave him dro- in control and dropped him. And uh, last I heard he was still preaching at that Bible. Oh, that same Bible? Yeah. Now, what was he in prison for originally? Double murder. A double murder. A double murder. And he ends up accepting Christ in prison. Yes. And uh, and now he's preaching from that Bible. Yeah. That's amazing. That is just fantastic. He's a brother in Christ. He's a brother in Christ. Yeah. Despite what he does, right? And whatever he's done. He's still a brother <laughs> in Christ. But for the grace of God, I didn't go there. Well, there you go. Well, that's all of us. We can all say that, though, Bob. Yeah. We've all come off the road and strayed and done some really dumb things. They're just guys. Yeah, exactly. They made mistakes. Guys that made mistakes. And God reached down and was able to uh, take a broken man. and. God has a plan for everybody. That's exactly right. Sure. Absolutely. So, Bob, tell me about Vasquez. I know that uh, he's another person that you had. uh, About 24 years old when I met him, 25. By the time he was 18, he'd been in 25 foster homes. Hmm. Been to every temple and church and mosque. He didn't know anything. Mm-hmm. And he robbed him, fellow, and slit his throat. What he didn't understand is a nurse that came out of the grocery store, emptied a bag in the street, took that grocery bag, and saved his life. He didn't understand that. Why somebody would do that? he never been taught that. He wasn't at my table on Gyros, but I, I met him every day. And I told him that he was a child of God, that God loved him, had a plan for him. He was special. On a Cairo's weekend, he accepted Christ in front of his peers. He said, now I'm a Christian, and I believe in Jesus. Wow. You have no idea the impact a few words can have on a young man who never was taught anything but just those Cairo's words saved his soul he's now at uh, Lawrenceville where we have Kairos he has nobody supporting him but I, I would love to see him but I can't it's the, the prison doesn't allow you to come in well, if I'm a visitor I can't be a volunteer oh, is that the deal okay I didn't say it was right and I just, just tell it is yeah. but 
It's my job to go and share. It's not my job to see the results. Right. I hear the results a lot, and I'm blessed to be able to watch men's lives change in four days. It's amazing. It really is. I, you know, the second we leave our church building and uh, after the flock's been fed and we go out into the world, we're in the mission field, and we're planting seeds just like you are. The diff- difference is a lot of times, just like you said, it's not our job necessarily to see that all the way through. It's to plant the seed. It's to say, have a word fitly spoken that can be put out there that gets somebody to think and understand that there's something more to this life than just living every day and trying to grab as much of it as you can. I have one mission. It's to share God's mission to convict, not man. That's right. That's exactly right. He does hear the value of man. That's right, because we're not saving anybody. He is. No, he's He's doing it. No, I just have been blessed to be able to watch. So with Vasquez, he he accepts Christ. Yes. Now, after he accepted Christ, what what came of him? You said He he transferred to another prison. Okay. I lost touch. I've written him, but he has no money, no job, so right. he can't respond back. I need to respond back again. Yeah. And I've got a friend who's getting ready to go to, to Lawrenceville. They might be able to find him. Okay. That'll be good. So, Bob, tell me about Mark. Mark was a young man that I met. He was about 28 when I met him. His father was the head of the Hells uh, Angels in Florida. Oh, wow. So his father drove his old drugs by day and beat his mother by night. When he was 18, he killed his father. When I met him, he said he worshipped the earth. He worshipped the ground. And I met him in six foot four, 245 pounds, 15% body fat. So he was a little guy. <laughs> Just a tan. Oh, my. Once again, I was not at his table. Yeah. But every break, I talked to him. Right. And I told him he was a child of God. We had a little ceremony where we used goldfish, a little cheese goldfish. Yes, sir. It's sort of a uh, communion. So we had communion that day, and I watched him. And he stuck the fish in his pocket. said, I don't do anything because somebody thinks I ought to. I only do what I believe in. And he refused to take it. We went back to our tables. And I watched him, and he made that statement to his table. He said, I only do what I believe in. And with that, he took the whole fish, and he put it in his mouth, and he ate it. We have a little ceremony at closing. Before closing, they get up two minutes and share what the weekend doesn't run his vent to them. And he stood up, and he started to break down. And one of the residents started to try to embrace him, which is what we want them to do. Mm-hmm hold themselves accountable. Right. He put his hand down and said, don't hug me. Nobody hugs me. I hug myself. And he told us this is acceptance of Christ. I had the pleasure of baptizing that young man and watching the Holy Spirit descend upon him as I baptized him and lifted him out of the water. He was in a gang. He got burned by cigarettes because his duty was to steal aspirin for the gang. He refused to do it. He went to solitary confinement. Last I heard, he was in seminary, Mm -hmm. I think in Connecticut, learning to be a preacher. 
Thank you for joining us today. If you want to learn more about Kairos Prison Ministries, you can visit their website at kairosprisonministry.org or you can visit our website at proverbs2511.com where we have several links to incredible ministries and worthy causes. Also, a quick reminder, if you have prayer requests, some any prayer needs, questions, or requests, just email us at a word fitly spoken at outlook.com. Remember, as you go throughout your day, a word fitly spoken is like apples of gold and pitchers of silver. Have a blessed day.